I told you I'd sing you guys an intro this time. Welcome. Welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. This is your first time tuning in. This is the place where we love everybody. We make fun of everything. And all is good in the world, even though the world is shit. Uh, But it's really not, because that's just a thing that people are using to sell newspapers and shit like that. And this is the most non-spooky, spooky season I think I've ever experienced, because I haven't seen any spooky anything. But that's because I don't watch TV. Uh, I did watch one spooky movie. It was called The Others with Nicole Kidman. And I was really confused why she was locking every fucking door. And then it turns out that I'm not going to spoil the movie because you should watch it. It's called The Others. The Others. The whole movie is about DJ Khaled just running around shirtless, just popping out out of closets and scaring children. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, this is technically the Halloween episode, so it's going to be extra, extra scary. I'm just going to talk about Wi-Fi going out, beer running out, um, your girlfriend's BFF constantly hanging around. Um, I don't know. Whatever the fuck you want to talk about, but it is what it is. I actually have no spooky program uh, planned because that wasn't my memo and I didn't even... I didn't even think about it until I started uh, hitting the boy, until I started hitting record. Um, but anyways, welcome. Please leave a rating. If you're listening in iTunes, I know I've been sharing the Spotify link a lot because it's a direct deal. They must have some sort of backdoor arrangement with ins- Instagram because uh, I can just share the Spotify link. So that really helps. So I hope that's maybe that's brought you here. Maybe it's your first time tuning in. Maybe you're back for more. I don't know. But whatever the case is, I really appreciate you. And I'm glad we're all here. I'm glad we're vibing. And we're in this bitch together, getting through things. There's going to be an election in a couple days. So I hope you didn't vote if you don't know what you're talking about. And I hope everybody's just living a great, fulfilling life, you know? And that's that. Um, so I posted a meme earlier joking about gen <laughs> like gen z kids being excited when they have a stepsister and i made the meme like without thinking about it because that's usually how i make memes is i don't think about it i just see a picture and it just pops into my head it's like i'm just a vessel of the fuckery floating around in the world like i don't that's what's weird when you talk to i'm not calling myself a quote talented person i'm just like when you talk to like talented people or like creative people or shit like that. Um, or when I see interviews of people on TV or something like that, they ask me like, Oh, what's your process or whatever. And they all say the same shit. Like, uh, it just happens like the best songs just write themselves or best scripts just write themselves and shit just works. They just feel like this vessel. And that's how I feel with memes. Um, not that I'm doing anything productive with them. I just look at shit and then shit pops in my head and I did literally nothing. It's no different than like fucking breathing. And then, uh, you know, some, for some reason, like that's the thing, uh, you get praise for or whatever. But anyway, so I made that meme talking about, um, Gen Z kids being excited to get a stepsister because I thought that was funny because I've talked about this before. Like all the porn is like, Oh, stepbrother, fuck stepsister or whatever the, whatever twisted shit, you know? But then I realized like the whole reason that's funny is it's probably fucking true, dude. Because then I think about how porn fucked me up when I was younger. Like I, I'd watch porn and then 
uh, I got older and I started having sex and I would try like saying shit to girls in high school that they were saying in pornos. They look at me like I was just a big weirdo. I was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing that. And then I never quite had the urge to just put that brick in someone's face anyways. But, um, you know, I saw, I heard this podcast a long time ago called the butterfly effect, I think. And it was all, it was all about the porn industry. And the really interesting thing is there was a part where they were talking about porn has just fucked people up to a point where, um, it's just completely like fucked up people's mental about sex. And it's gotten to the point where like the dudes will be on the porn set and they can't get it up. So then they got to go in the other room and like watch porn to get a boner and then come back with their fucking big old hammer to do work in front of the camera again. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, dude, if you're a parent with a stepdaughter, don't, uh, this is something you got to look out for now. If you're going to get remarried and your kid is like, you know, 16 and still in the house, make sure that you don't date, uh, another person with a son that's like 16 because your stepkids are probably going to be fucking each other and putting it on Pornhub. Um, anyways, yeah, dude. I'm going to start an OnlyFans. I'm going to start an OnlyFans where I just sell pictures of like my feet and shit. Um, I literally sold. I, I literally like this is not a joke. Like I sold farts. Um, I actually sold farts. And if of course, it was, if at first it was like this huge joke, you know, like I put a picture or put a video of myself ripping ass on TikTok with a TikTok hashtag. Then this guy messaged me like, hey, you want to buy some or you, you want to sell some farts? And I was like, dude, obviously. And I thought it was just like a big joke, you know? And then like I literally like sent him some videos of me just like blowing out my britches and he sent me money for them. And then I realized like uh, I, f- I actually felt like I was very torn about this because at first it was super hilarious. Like I was literally just like belly aching laughing about it. And then I realized that like, well, this is actually like this guy's thing. And he was super nice. That's a, f- that's the weird thing about it. Like he was actually being super nice and like super respectful. And I was the one that was just like, well, dude, if you want to see my fucking butthole, it's going to be $20. If you just want me to like rip a fat ass through my jeans, it's only going to be five bucks. You know, I'm just treating it like a complete, and he's just being like super kind and nice about it. And then, so I didn't know if I was supposed to feel disgusting, like I was being preyed on, but then also I felt like I was preying on him because it was fucking hilarious to me. Um, but anyways, yeah, I was thinking about just going on like Craigslist and putting an ad out there. Like, uh, anybody you want to see a man's feet? I am six, 285 pounds. Um, pretty decent looking. I like to go for walks on the beach to get sand all up in my toes. Sometimes it gets just way up in there. And then some freaking dude would probably be like, Hey, I would like to see your feet and I'll sell him uh, pictures of my feet. Or then I was just going to make an OnlyFans just ripping ass. There's got to be more guys to buy farts because this guy kept telling me like how hot I was and stuff. So it was so empowering. But, um, I just haven't, it's kind of weird, dude, because, uh, as soon as this happened, like I would still be sending it, but I just like literally don't have to fart anymore. Um, I like haven't had gas in two weeks or something. So I haven't been able to send this dude fart videos. So that's my life. Uh, <laughs> I'm dead serious, dude. That's, that was my life for a little bit. Uh, it ain't anymore. Now I'm working for NASA and that's that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like people, people ask me all the time, 
because I, I lost my day job because of COVID. And like people would be like, oh, what what are you gonna do now? What are you what are you gonna do? Are you freaking out? Are you are you just so bored? Like, no, I'm I'm not. <laughs> like, if anything, I'm I'm working twice as hard now because uh, now I'm just like doing what I want to do full time, and I'm just an absolute fucking workaholic. Like, it's I I it's what I like to do, you know. And so it's. Uh, it's weird for me because I know a lot of people are having a hard time in this pandemic. I mean, I obviously saw like my income went way the fuck down, you know, but, um, I'm, I'm not bored at all. Like I'm not bored. If anything, um, I'm having a great fucking time just doing what I would want to do full time, you know? And, uh, it's just, it's kind of a weird thing because I, I honestly don't even, enjoy doing anything else anymore like it sounds fucked up but if if i'm not working um i'm just not having fun you know what i mean and so it's like my my favorite people now are just kind of the people where i can collaborate with them or where we're talking about ideas or even we're just talking about like our dreams and shit or we're talking about like ideas and concepts and shit that are gonna like mentally put me in a different place like that's what i like doing i don't really like relaxing. I mean, if I'm relaxing, I like playing PlayStation or, you know, or, uh, whatever the fuck it is, you know, but you know, heart, heart goes out to all y'all that got laid off and they're just bored as shit. I mean, I would recommend finding a hobby or something like that, or actually taking this time to pursue your passions, pursue your passions, find some happiness, find some light at the end of the fucking tunnel. Uh, because, I've been making hella music and shit again. I got a project coming out. It's called Scapegoat. And that shit is a fucking slapper. And I can't wait to share it with y'all. And that's that, dude. I'm 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 very, very, very excited to put that shit out. It's um it's different caliber for me, you know? It's different caliber. Like I feel I feel like I've reached a new level with my music. It's so corny because music is so subjective and I can think it's the hottest shit ever. And somebody can listen to this. Like, I hate this because realistically somebody likes those records that are just like, you know, somebody will actually like that. That shit's always cracked me up when I go to a nightclub and, uh, people be like, Oh, the dude, this song slaps and it goes, and we're hanging out for a little bit. And then the next song comes on, and I was like, oh, and then it just goes, <laughs> you know, and it goes to the next song. Such a call in like hard stuff or something. That's what I said. Like, I remember I used to go to this club in Hollywood. It was called, called Crest. That was kind of like our spot. And, uh, because I, I knew this guy, his name was Noah. He was this promoter and he was getting me into places that I shouldn't be in because I was 20 and I didn't, it was crazy because I went from living in like a little small town where we're scared of getting busted with booze from cops. All of a sudden, you know, I'm on like rooftops in Hollywood underage, you know, it was kind of a weird transition, but it was cool because you would get, I would get there and then, uh, cause I'd have to get there early to like sneak through the door with like the bouncers and shit I knew, you know? So I'd be there at like nine, 10 o'clock or whatever. And they'd just be playing just like fire hip hop on the rooftop. And like, as soon as it hit with 1030, it would just be, <laughs> you know, and that's when you start seeing all like the, the Botox and cocaine coming out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, dude, California was a trip. California taught me a lot about, um, kind of gave me that, that hustler mentality, you know? 
I remember when I first moved down there, uh, I was like giving homeless people money and shit until I saw this same guy down in the subway. I went down there one time. And he was like, Hey man, I just got out of the hospital. I got these meds. Uh, I'm just trying to get home. Can I get some money for the train? I was like, Oh dude. Yeah. Let me help you out. Literally next day I'm walking down same fucking exact spots, the same guy in the same bag. Hey man, I just got out of the hospital. I had to get these meds. I ran out of money. He's like, bro, I gave you money yesterday. And he's like, Oh, and he just walks the other way, you know? But, uh, yeah, it just kind of taught me that, uh, the city ain't a friendly place. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no love in the heart of the city. Ain't no love in the heart. I was down there when the we are the 99% was going on, you know, like the we are the 14% and like we are the 52% all that shit. And, uh, you know, that those weren't full riots. Like people were actually just congregating at that point. You know, the guy climbed way up in a tree in Seattle. At one point. I remember that. But isn't shouldn't it be kind of a red flag at this point with these quote peaceful protests that when you hear that there is going to be a protest, the whole town boards up their businesses. I mean, shouldn't that be kind of like a okay, like what's going on here? Because this hasn't historically been a thing. So now you hear whenever there is a group of like liberals protesting, you have to board up your fucking business, you know? They'd be like, oh, it's a mostly peaceful protest. <laughs> yeah, like the news clip will start like that. Last night's mostly peaceful protest ended with 16 buildings burning down, three cruisers being lit on fire, and 30 officers being hurt in Philadelphia. But it was a mostly peaceful protest. Meanwhile, it's like defund the whole police, right? Because it's like, what about a mostly peaceful police force? You know, think about all the police interactions that go on every single fucking day, you know? I'm not saying there's not some crooked cops, but there's a lot of police that interact. I'd say there's more peaceful police interactions than our protests at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like less people died in World War II than lived. So you could say World War II was mostly peaceful, you know, like this podcast is mostly PG. Even though I talk about getting my dick sucked every once in a while, this podcast is mostly PG because right now if I really wanted to, I could talk about Teletubbies. I could talk about fucking Teletubby with its big old ass and the dildo on its head rolling down the hill with that dumbass baby in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Like who thought to put a baby's face in the fucking sun? Whose idea with like, how, how do they, how do they pitch these shows? You know, you ever wonder like literally anything you see, like you see anything. And the only reason it's popular is because I guess enough people watch it. And as soon as you get enough people's eyes on it, like you just need a cosign and you can push fucking anything. You know what I mean? It's so crazy, dude. You can be anything in this world. Look at look at Donald J. Trump stand up on the pedestal talking about, I had the virus. I could just jump in the crowd and kiss all of you. You know, that guy's leading the free world. Your YouTube channel can pop off, girl. That shit can, your makeup channel, it can pop off, dude. If the Teletubbies, if somebody could think of the Teletubbies, right? Somebody came to a studio exec and was like, hey, you know what? I have a, I have an idea for this children's show. You know, me, I'm a grown-ass adult and I had this idea that we should show children this fucking, one of them's a midget. The other one's just kind of like, uh, you know, kind of looks like a power lifter. And then the next one up is like just a regular frat bro. And then you got a, an avatar, right? And all of them have different little things things on top of their heads and they got TVs in their stomachs and check this, right? There's a fucking baby whose face is the sun and it just shines down on them doing dumb shit, like chasing around a vacuum cleaner. It's like, 
And then some studios, I was like, that's fucking genius. Let's do that. Meanwhile, you're working 50 hours a week. <laughs> you played yourself, dude. You played yourself. It's the age of the internet. You know, nobody wants to work. That's the problem. But it's not a problem. Or I don't know. Maybe it's a problem. I don't know. I know I don't ever, ever, ever want to have a normal job ever again. Like, I, I, I don't have it in me. I, I just don't have it in me. Whatever that thing is, and I respect people that have it in them, but, like, I would rather fucking suffer trying to build, you know what I mean, than, like, have it comfortable and show up every day and just mundane, you know what I mean? Like, I would rather struggle a little bit with the big reward at the end than versus just kind of, like, be bound. Being bound sounds terrible. I'd rather go throw myself off a fucking cliff. But I realize that um, I'm fortunate and I don't have certain obligations in life or uh, call that completely planned out. I don't know what you want to call it. But um, yeah, if I never have kids and shit, I'm going to be having to wipe my own butthole when I'm 90 years old. So that'll be good for you guys that decided to work that job and have the kids that'll take care of you and have healthy relationships and yada, 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 yada. Let me drink my sorrows here. God, that got that got dark. <laughs> you know, some of y'all did the college thing, got yourself a good job. I don't know why I'm talking like a redneck like that. If you got yourself the college education, probably sound more like that. Um, wow, now I'm making fun of college. I tried college and literally I I went I went once, I went for two quarters, and then I dropped out because I was taking math and science in the same quarter. And I was like, dude, I just don't give a fuck. Um, and then I dropped out for like a semester and then I went back to a different school and then I took the same math class again. I took the same math class that I took my sophomore year in high school. I took my junior year as well. My senior year, I didn't even take math cause I didn't have to. And then as a freshman in college, I took a math class, failed it twice, enrolled, Okay, so then I failed it twice and then I dropped out and I said, you know what, I'm moving to LA and I'm going to pursue this music shit. So then I moved to LA, right? And so I go to school for uh, audio engineering, which is how I know how to do all this, how everything comes together full circle. Um, so I go to school for audio engineering, get a degree in that, but so I have to take like basic courses. So I take that same fucking math class that made me drop out initially, but um, I cheated. So, you know, how do I teach these kids? I Bill Belichick my way through it. And yeah, and then uh, here we are, you know, years later, uh, you know, I started doing a little bit, a little bit of comedy here and there. And then all of a sudden I'm at a friend's house about four years ago. Yeah, probably about four years ago. I'm at a friend's house uh, on Christmas and his little brother goes, I, I need $4,000. I'm like, what do you need $4,000 for? It's like, he's like, oh, to start my podcast. And I don't really know. Like I'm listening to a couple podcasts at the time. I don't know anything about it. Right. And I go, uh, why do you need $4,000 to start a podcast? Like that, like he's like, well, and he starts talking like, dude, I have everything you need to start a podcast. Like I'd be happy to, you know, help you out. Like you don't, you know, whatever. And so he used to actually do like radio and shit like that. You know, he was a radio personality. And so he knew how to uh, put a show together. I did it. I had no idea. 
But, you know, I'd been doing the music thing. So I knew the technical side. I knew how to use my voice. And I'd been doing, I've been into comedy. You know what I mean? And so I help him get his podcast off the ground. And, uh, you know, it starts doing its thing. And I'm producing it, editing it. I I composed all the music for it. I was doing all the post-production. And then eventually I was, I started being, you know, a character on it as well. And then I started having a lot of fun with it. And then I started being more into it than he was, you know, I was like, Oh dude, I want to like, I wanted to keep doing it more and more. And he kind of lost his interest for it. And so I woke up one day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my own podcast. And that's how the Lord Petty thing was created. And that's where we are today. And that's why we're all just a big, happy family and whatever's led you down this path, uh, you know, cheers to that. <sighs> Sorry if that just rang in your head. Um, have you guys ever watched, uh, <laughs> have you guys ever seen that show on Netflix called Song Exploder? Where it's kind of like what we just uh, there went down memory lane on how we got to where we are. But they break down songs, right? Like there's one about Alicia Keys and uh, Sampha about this song. I forget what the song's called, but it's, it's a song like you give me love, like three hour drive. It's a super like emotional song. And Alicia Keys is saying that, uh, she's singing it to her kids. And then Sampha saying he's singing it to his mom who's recently deceased. And basically they just tell the whole story about how the song was composed, about how the lyrics were written, like the vibe of it. It's really cool. Like they just talk about everything surrounding the song, you know? And then I also watched one with like Ty Dolla Sign. We made this like ode to LA and I've listened to the podcast as well. And it's really dope how they talk about uh, these just super like emotional songs or whatever, how they came about to be, you know, or one was about the guy that wrote Hamilton, the, the Broadway play, how he was actually hanging out in the house that John Hamilton was staying in. And just trying to like embody the spirit and how he wrote the hook on a train heading to somebody's birthday party and just hit him out of nowhere, which is such a thing. Cause that's happened to me where I've been driving. I've literally been driving before and like an idea will pop into my head and I've like gotten off of the freeway to find a parking lot and just like jot it down in my phone really quick. And like you guys have heard it on this podcast or like in a song or something like that. So shit like that's always pretty fucking cool to me. But, um, I wish they would make one of those song exploders of like rappers that I like, like Gucci Mane or a Waka Flocka. Yeah. They just have the cameras in there. They got the candles and shit and big old fucking Gucci man. LaFleur just walks in in his heyday, pours himself a cup of mud and just says, I put the bait on. And he just goes in there and starts talking about trapping with two pistols out the fucking bando. Then at the end of him, they interview him and he's just talking about how he was selling crack all day and how he made a sale off Boulder Crest Row and he just wanted to put that on wax, you know? That'd make a way better, uh, that'd make a way better episode. I got Flock on there, just bow, 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 yeah, 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 Waka, Flocka. Then they ask him, so Waka, what inspired that? And he just goes, that gas. Yeah, it'd be a great show. Um, <laughs> just show, see him smoking drugs like Joe Biden's kid, you know? I don't like how fucking stupid are you to smoke crack when your dad is the vice president of the United fucking States? You know what I'm saying? Like, how fucking stupid are you? But, anyways, dude, that's a whole other story. Like, 
It's like with the smoking crack. It's like filming yourself, you know, like smoke crack. If you need to smoke crack, no judgment on the smoking crack. But uh, you filmed yourself, you know, fucking idiot. But uh, anyways, but uh, yeah, like, so right now I would usually uh, read some stuff, but I don't have any. I don't have any this week. None. Y'all dropped a bow. So uh, that's that. That's the end of the podcast. If you want to write me something, uh, this is the listener participation area of the podcast. Uh, Send it to lordpettypodcast at gmail.com. So for now, that is the show. And please do me a favor and let's treat this like a pyramid scheme, okay? If each one of us listening this week, okay, let's tell one person. You know, there's one person in your life that likes podcasts. It's probably looking for something new, you know, and you're not being pushy about it, you know, but, uh, I said this podcast is going to pop. So you can be the person that tells somebody that you think is cool about a cool podcast. And then you guys will have that thing. You know what I mean? You have that thing between you. So if we all tell one person, I'm not asking you to put it on blast on your Instagram because, you know, whatever you want to keep it to yourself. Uh, maybe this is your little thing or your hate watching. If you're hate watching, shout out to you. Um, uh, that's dope too. I don't care. You're still giving me streams, uh, but that's not what it's about. I really don't care about that, but everybody kind of does, but you know, whatever. Show one person, everybody listening, please show one person person to make this fucking thing grow because your one vote counts go out and vote happy halloween go out and vote as long as you know what you're voting for and you aren't just voting straight down the ballot because somebody's telling you to and you're not just being preyed on because you're young and have undeveloped mind uh but happy halloween you guys have a safe week don't drive drunk this weekend and write me your fucked up shit for next week's podcast all right lord petty out bye Love y'all. Had my first drink on my birthday. Was a whole pint. Gucci man, you must be thirsty. Cause you can show drink. Niggas say the walk broke. Must be an illusion. Gucci got the knob broke. That's what the conclusion. Gucci got the good wood. Wanna walk the damn plank. Fuck around with Kiwi. And down that bucket show. I'm pussy sweet. I'm dancing Kiwi. I pulled it on the hole. I told her ride me like it's P.E. Second till she can't got a smoking on that good weed. Lean on the Swiss weed. I'd rather have a C note down the Swiss beat. 50,000 for a C note. He looked out for me. Shout out to my Mexican cause he looked out for me. Activists, you are love. I'm on that purple drink. Say I treat them wrong, wrong cause I ain't drinking with them Strong, I'm not cheapin' with them Long, me and Walker pimpin' Scooter and we really pimpin' Michael Jordan's got a pimpin' We done fucked a lot of women We done robbed a lot of damage We 
them party in several cities. All my niggas drinking PTs, we a fool lane. All my niggas drink activists, wait no qualities. Gone up from the C, every drug from A to Z. I'm in the club with 3PT. I'm JFK on MLK, my talk talk back, my bitches K. All blue rolling ocean face on ocean, dry two ocean sprays, and I'm so high I fly away. Activists, you are love. I'm on that purple train.